Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton Thompson. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported more than 3,000 women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. Together, we'll break your past patterns and eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Today, we are talking about one of my favorite topics, and that is money. (laughs) I'll say this. I am not a financial expert. I am not giving financial advice. I have made probably more financial mistakes than I have had financial victories and successes. It's definitely a learning journey for me. But what I wanted to do today is share what at this point in my life I consider to be my five most successful money moves because it's something we all care about. And yet there are a ton of options and opinions and a lot of times that can lead people to do nothing at all because they're not quite sure what is right. I've certainly had moments of that for myself. I've had moments where I've held on to too much cash because I wasn't sure what was the, quote, best investment or best thing to do with my money. And I'm just going to share what I consider to be my top five money moves, things that have made the biggest impact on my finances overall, right? Because sometimes you make a money move and you're like, mm, that was a flop. I've, like I said, I've, I've lost money. I've made bad investments. I've done stupid deals that I thought were really great ideas at the time. <laughs> but let's dive in. So my first, the number one thing that I think has been the primary driving factor for what I consider to be my financial success. And of course, everybody defines financial success differently. And I guess I should kind of share my thoughts on that. Um, But for me, it's living a life where you don't have to make decisions based on money, um, where my needs are met, whether I work or not. So that means my uh, my my mortgage, my groceries, my health insurance, life insurance, all of those needs are met whether I work or not. And I have options. I have options for myself. I have options for other people, all of that stuff. So with that said, the first thing that I would consider my top money move that was the most successful for me is not upgrading my lifestyle as I made more money. That's a tough thing, right? I, I, I used to do that. I used to upgrade my lifestyle 
when I made more money. And it looked like different things. It was buying new furniture because I got a pay raise or because I got a tax refund or getting a nicer car when I got a promotion at work because, hey, we have the flexibility for it. And some things some things are going to happen naturally, right? This doesn't mean that there's zero changes. You might buy a house instead of renting and consider that an upgrade. But on the whole, for the most part, minimize any upgrades to your lifestyle as you make more money. This isn't a forever thing, though it certainly could be. But while you are getting out of debt, while you are building wealth, while you are establishing financial freedom and flexibility for you or for your kids, don't upgrade your lifestyle as you make more money. You get the tax refund, either use it to pay off debt or put it in a safe and secure investment. One thing for me that has been really significant as part of this is as I made more money, I didn't pay myself more. I pay myself the absolute minimum. Now, a lot of you listening might be in a, in a salary job where somebody else pays you. What that could look like is, let's say you get a raise and you're getting an extra $1,000 a month. Make it so that that $1,000 a month automatically goes, doesn't even hit your checking account, your spending account. You, know, you might have like a household account, you might have a personal spending account, but it doesn't hit that bucket of money that is free for you to spend, it automatically goes to an investment account or paying down debt. Or even say you get that $1,000 a month, make 900 of it be untouched. You would laugh if you saw my W-2 income, which because I'm self-employed, I pay myself a salary and that salary is reflected in my W-2 income. It is very low because the money remains largely untouched in the business. And then as opportunities come up, because that money is just accruing and accruing, I can take advantage of things that I wouldn't have been able to if I was like, yeah, we're making more. I absolutely need to pay myself more. I pay myself only enough, of course, to cover my expenses, but also to be able to maximize what I contribute to retirement, because that is based on your W-2 income when you're self-employed. When I started making money with Amari, didn't touch that money. For like three years, didn't touch that money. Then an opportunity came up for a big investment in a bunch of apartments in Texas. And I had to make a decision and come up with the cash in, I think it was like 48 hours. No problem. (laughs) No problem. Because this has been sitting here untouched. Now, a lot of times, especially earlier on in Primal Potential, I I needed to take more money because I started taking zero. And so it doesn't mean that you, you never use money that you get in a raise, but to the best of your ability, minimize what you spend of it. That has been, I would say, the number one thing that has set me up for success is that I have not upgraded my lifestyle in a way that's commensurate with more money I was making. I did, you know, buy a house, I bought a car, I did those things, but for the most part, the majority of the money that I was making, I wasn't touching. People who know me well joke that I'm a squirrel with money, like a squirrel with nuts, you know, and I just want to like collect it and hoard it and not spend it. And, And there can be downsides of that. In fact, one of the mistakes that I made was keeping 
too much money in cash because I was afraid to invest it because I didn't want to lose it. But of course, I was losing it, especially as inflation started to go through the roof. Just because you can afford it now should not be the decision maker. At least it wasn't for me. And I know that that's a huge part of why I was able to make financial progress as I was. Just because I can afford it, just because I can pay for it, doesn't mean it's a good decision. I want to keep my spending as low as possible, regardless of how much I'm making. It's cool if that's not your strategy. It's just one that I know has been a big part of my success. This next one was very hard for me to adopt, even though I understand how logical it is and how true it is. This was very hard for me because of that squirrel thing, because I like to just, you know, hoard hoard my money that I earn, um, not spend it. But with that said, once I got on board with this, it's for sure in the top five best money moves I've ever made. And that is outsourcing the tasks that are below the value of my time. So let's just say hypothetically that I could make $100 and it could be $1,000, it could be $5,000, whatever, $50 in an hour with the value of my time and what I can produce for my business. And if you are in a, a traditional W-2 thing, it's what you make in an hour or what you make in an hour plus your side hustle if you have additional streams of income. Outsourcing what is below the value of your time. So I pay my cleaning ladies less than what my hourly rate is for that amount of time. Now that's tough for me because I don't like spending money and I think, well, I could absolutely do the cleaning. For sure I could do the cleaning. However, my time If I, instead of, say, cleaning for an hour a day or five hours a week or whatever it is, if I spent that time creating in my business, that creates a whole lot more value. And that was tough for me. Oh, my gosh, that was so tough for me because I was looking at it just as what it would cost. I wasn't looking at the return that I could create if I had that time or if I removed that stress. The same thing happened, we we decided to hire somebody to renovate what will be the twins nursery, right? And my husband wanted to do it, and that would have saved us thousands of dollars if he had done the work. And so we kind of were going down that route of him doing the work for a while, and then we had some complications in my pregnancy, and it just hit me so obviously that his time is so much more valuable, even if not in a dollars and cents kind of way, being flexible to take over with Roman so that I can work or so that I can rest. That has a much greater value. Essentially what I had to learn to get on board with this, because I understood it intellectually, if I can make $100 or $200 or $500 in an hour, why would I do a task that I could pay somebody else $25 an hour to do. I understood it intellectually, but what it took for me to get on board with it and actually practice it instead of just understand it was realizing that things have to be considered 
in more than just their monetary value. Sorry, I just moved to the floor because as I'm recording this, I'm very pregnant and like nothing is comfortable. So let's see if I can get comfortable on the floor. I was sitting on a stability ball and that has worked until it stopped working. So let's see here. Sorry for all the adjusting. Okay, so I had to come to terms with the fact that cost is not the same as value. And I talk to my clients about this all the time because they could look at, say, the price of the consistency course. Well, if you just look at how much it costs you, if you just look at the price, you're missing a ton because what you really need to also consider is the value. What is it worth to me to get consistent? What is it worth to me to have a coach? And that thing that I had practiced for so long with my clients, I wasn't practicing at home. Yeah, okay, so it cost us X many thousands of dollars to pay somebody to do the renovations in the nursery. That's the price. But what is the value of Chris being flexible when he gets home from work and him being able to cook dinner or take care of Roman so that I can either work or rest or we can spend family time together, the value of that is dramatically greater than the price to pay somebody to do that work. So outsourcing what's below the value of my time or just what costs less than the value it brings. I've used this equation in hiring coaches a number of times, which is something that I'm going to talk about here in a second. But I used to only consider it in terms of how much it costs. It's going to cost X many dollars to hire this coach or go through this program. Okay, but what's the value of what it's bringing to me? You know, I always say that like, if I could have learned some of the lessons that I've learned in terms of mindset and consistency, if I could have learned them 15 years ago and somebody was going to charge me $2,000 for it, the value of that would have been like $200,000. Honestly, that's what have been worth in my life in terms of eliminating the struggle and the obsession and all of those kinds of things. So I had to start shifting how I thought about things, which is a big part of the third thing that I would consider one of my five most successful money moves, and that is getting a coach. And I don't just mean a financial coach. I actually don't think I've ever had a financial coach. I have a tax coach and I've had business coaches and I've had health coaches and I've had all sorts of different coaches, fitness and all of those things. I struggled for a long time, not surprisingly, because of the financial commitment. And I was only looking at the price. But it leapfrogs you years in terms of learning, and maybe even more than years. There are some things that I know now that I don't think I would know ever if it weren't for getting a good coach. And I was resistant for so freaking long because I didn't want to part with the money. But again, it's that consideration of what is the value it's going to bring me. I remember when I hired a tax coach, I was like, damn, that's a lot of money. I don't even remember what it was, but I think it was somewhere between like twenty dollars and $40,000, like a shit ton of money, right? Uh, to anybody, I think would say that's like a lot of money. But this is where I had to really say, 
but what's the value? If they can save me $30,000 a year <laughs> for the next 40 years, I would be absolutely insane to not do that. And it turned out that she saved me way more than I gave her in in price paid in the first year. But but it's not only just that direct dollar to dollar exchange. When I think about what I paid for my first year in Chris Harder's mastermind, I don't even remember now, but I want to say it was like 30 grand ish. We'll just I don't really remember exactly. Around 30 grand. Could have been plus or minus 15, but no, it, not minus 15 because it wasn't 15 grand, but it was some, I, I don't know, call it 30 grand, around there. That's got to be close. I didn't, he didn't like directly make me more than $30,000. However, through being part of that, I made relationships that are worth way more than that to me. It opened me up to another stream of income that has made me dramatically more than that, that I might not have ever known about had I not been in that room and in that circle and influenced in those ways. It shifted my business in ways that made me more money. And it's the same thing like, oh, this is going to be controversial. In regards to the price versus the value, one of the things that Chris and I have been talking about a lot is if he should leave his job and be a stay-at-home dad. Because even though I stay at home all day with Roman and and soon with the twins, that could be already here by the time this airs, who knows, I also work full-time, right? So it's a it's a challenge to be a stay-at-home mom full-time and also be a full-time business owner. It's a lot of juggling. So we've been debating, does Chris leave his job and stay at home? Or does Chris keep working and we hire a nanny, even though I'll be here all day with the nanny so that I have flexibility to schedule meetings and step away and da 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 Well, if we look at it just at dollars, and I don't think Chris would be mad about me saying this, or maybe he would, but that's just, no, he wouldn't. If we look at it just at dollars, financially, it makes the most sense for Chris to stay home. But the money should never be the only thing you decide on. There is value in him getting out of the house and feeling like he's contributing and doing something he enjoys and getting around other people. And there's drawbacks, there's up, there's costs beyond financial costs to him being a stay-at-home dad to three babies. Like there's there's costs to his self-worth and his enjoyment of life and our marriage. There's a very different dynamic between me and somebody who comes in in the morning and leaves in the afternoon and we pay and all of those things, that's a very different dynamic than if it's, you know, treating Chris like the nanny to, you know, obviously it wouldn't be quite like that. But for the sake of comparison, there's costs and we have to consider more than just the price. That has been a game changer in not only my finances, but also my life overall. But a lot of that came from getting a coach. It's not just can they provide me with ways to make more money than what I'm going to pay them, but is the value of what I'm going to get from this experience greater than the dollars that I'm going to exchange for it? 
seriously, we can just leapfrog years, decades of learning by hiring somebody else. So huge. Two more. One of them is kind of technical, but we'll start there first. One of the things that I learned through reading books and podcasts, but mostly from from having a coach, were ways to really accelerate my financial flexibility. For example, figuring out how to be able to open a Roth IRA for my kids. Now, typically, well, not typically, across the board, 100%, uh, there aren't exceptions, you are able to open a Roth when you have a W-2. Well, most one-year-olds and two-year-olds and three-year-olds and 12-year-olds and 15-year-olds don't have W-2s because they're not yet working. But there are ways to have your kids on payroll if you're self-employed that allows you to start their Roth when they're babies. Well, if you imagine maxing out a Roth at whatever it is, $7,000 a year, $6,000 a year at age one and two and three and four and five and six and seven every year until they're 18 and it's earning, say, just being conservative, six to 9% a year compounding, that creates real meaningful wealth. And it, and it, doesn't really cost much up front. It, it really doesn't cost me much to be able to do that, but I had to make the investment in learning in order to do it, right? Similarly, there are other strategies in terms of like, there are just lots of different financial, financial strategies that I probably wouldn't have ever known because I've had a financial advisor for years, and my financial advisor, advisors, have never shared these strategies with me that I got when I paid for an expert. And I was resistant to paying for an expert because, as you all understand now, I'm super cheap. But there are so many strategies that, honestly, I never learned from reading books and working with financial advisors that not only have changed my finances, but will continue to change my finances and my kids' finances for a very, very long time to come. Things that I had never heard of before. And then I'll say that the fifth thing that I consider to be one of my most successful money moves was probably the one that I was most resistant about was joining a network marketing company. I was totally against it. Never would have considered it. It was a hell no, huge no. But because I was willing to ask, and I think I talked about this in an episode in September, what if I'm wrong? What if my impression and my opinion and my past experiences don't reflect the full truth here? Am I at least willing to investigate the whole truth? Not that I have to decide, but am I at least willing to investigate to see the whole truth? And I was willing and I did that. And it turned out to be one of the most game-changing financial accelerators because I believe we're all in network marketing. We just aren't all getting paid for it. More and more companies are willing to pay us for our word of mouth and nobody pays better than network marketing models, and I know because I have a million affiliate relationships, that has changed our financial resources and our financial landscape and our financial future more than just about anything else 
that we've done. And probably over the next 10 years, it'll be an easy that's changed our life more than anything else. And even though I was against it, just being willing to say, what if I'm wrong? What if there's other perspectives that go beyond the perspective I currently have? Am I willing to explore those? That changed everything. All right, I'm going to wrap this up here primarily because my back can't take this just because of how far along I am in this twin pregnancy. Because if you're new to the show, you're like, what's wrong with your back? Oh, just the two babies. Just the two babies pressing against my spine. No big deal. All right, I hope that was helpful. I love talking about money. I'll talk to you guys soon. If you have questions about this, let me know because we can always do a follow-up. But let's dive in. Let's talk about money. Let's not be weird about it because we all need money, right? We all want some degree of financial flexibility or financial freedom. So those are my five. I'd love to hear your five too. Head over to the Primal Potential Facebook group. Tell me what you think your best money moves have been and ask any questions you have. I'm a pretty open book about this stuff, as you can tell. All right, make it a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed it, make sure to take a few seconds to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening. It not only supports the show in a huge way, but it also automatically enters you into our weekly product giveaway. For more tools, tips, and strategies on creating change, check out my first book, Chasing Cupcakes, and follow me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Remember, every choice is a chance, and I'll see you next time. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.